Be Well, Be Sound podcast is brought to you by Mind Body Music Center, whose mission is to utilize and promote music's inherent therapeutic and healing qualities in order to elevate the minds, bodies, and hearts of others. Learn more at mindbodymusiccenter.com. Music has been an important part of human life since the first musical instrument was created. The earliest instruments found by archaeologists date back to 43,000 BCE. Music is pervasive in all cultures across the world and weaves into so many aspects of human life. In this episode, we will be exploring some possibilities of why humans are so drawn to music. And we will take a look at research that shows there may be a neurologic reason for why music pleases the human brain. Listeners, welcome to the second episode of Be Well, Be Sound. I am Andrea Cortez, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in at this moment. As a music therapist, my sensitivity to music and sound is a bit heightened. I notice musical pitches, melodies, and rhythms wherever I go, even if it's in the humming of the AC unit or the particular pitch of my cat meowing. I notice there's music everywhere in the environment around us. So what is it exactly that draws us to music? Why do we prefer certain sounds than others? And is there a physical, biological reason why we listen to music and create music? In studying music therapy, I have read many research articles demonstrating evidence of the therapeutic effects of music on people in many different ways. But one area in particular I find interesting is how harmony could be a key factor in why we listen to music, not just because it sounds nice, but because it is it has an organizing effect on our brain. Harmony is one of the fundamental elements in music. It's a building block of music, just as rhythm, frequency, and melody are building blocks. A recent study by Ushakov from the Lobachevsky State University in Russia suggests that harmonious frequencies influence the way neurons fire in the brain. By the way, if you want to check out this research paper and references, I will put them in the podcast notes. So the brain contains these networks of neurons that are basically like little highways of information that send information by electrical signals. When we take in new information through the ears, eyes, or skin, these neural networks communicate by firing electrical pulses to each other. Ushakov and his colleagues who are researchers in the field of physics created a mathematical model showing that we may prefer listening to harmony and harmonious sounds because such sounds 
trigger a rhythmically consistent firing pattern in auditory neurons. To begin to understand some of these findings, it's important to understand what harmony means in terms of sound vibration. Harmony is about mathematical relationship between notes. When any two notes are sounded together, they create a distance of space between them called an interval. If you take a basic C major scale, you can see how these intervals are created. So here's just a brief explanation for those of you not familiar with music theory. The C major scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. If you start on C and you go up to the third note, you get to E, and you play these notes together and you create a third interval, an interval of a third. So you could start on C and go up to the fifth note, which would be G. So C and G played together, that creates an interval of a fifth. Some of these intervals may sound more harmonious than others. We call these consonant notes. And inharmonious notes, dissonant. The study of these intervals and understanding the mathematical relation in music goes back to ancient Greece. Pythagoras, a Greek mathematician and philosopher in 500 BCE, explained that certain intervals may be more pleasing than others because they are made of simple mathematical ratios, such as an interval of a fifth, which is the ratio three to two, or a fourth, an interval of a fourth would be the ratio four to three. Pythagoras spent a lot of time studying these musical intervals. He used an instrument called a monochord to study musical intervals in relation to the ratios of the string lengths that produce them. He believed that he could find perfect harmony with music notes built on mathematical ratios. So we can even use math to understand the difference between a harmonious sound versus what we will call noise. And what we see is musical sound is structurally organized, whereas noise is random and unorganized. Any object that is set into vibration can create either a musical sound or a noisy sound. For example, a tuba, when set into vibration, vibrates with a set of frequencies, including overtone frequencies, that produce what we may consider a rich tone. That's because these set of frequencies have a whole number mathematical relationship. However, if you drop a metal object on a floor, on a hard floor, you hear a clangy sound, which could be described as noise, not music. This is because when the metal hits the floor, it produces a complex set of frequencies that have no simple mathematical relationship between them. Even if you hear just a single note played or sung, the sound still contains a set of frequencies called harmonic overtones, and the mathematical relationship in these overtones can also create a pleasing effect on the listener. So most certainly it is this organized structure and harmony that results in the regulating of firing patterns of the auditory neurons, which process harmony in the brain. This is the conclusion that Ushakov and colleagues came to in their research. 
and their findings show what happens when we listen to harmony. They developed a mathematical model of how sound travels from the ear to the brain. They found the effect of harmony on the brain happens in the processing of sound to electrical signals in the brain. Harmonious pairs of tones would cause neurons to fire and signal in a regular way. Such tones would result in the neurons firing with rhythmic timing, but dissonant tones would cause erratic firing of neurons. We know from studying brainwave patterns that rhythm and timing is important in cognitive processing. When neural signals have discernible patterns, information is carried across neural networks more efficiently. Further research needs to be done, but this is a promising start of showing the organizational effect of harmony on the brain, which has therapeutic implications for improving brain function through music. So something interesting that I came across when I was looking at research for this podcast is um, the discovery of these, the oldest instruments they have found were um, 43,000 years old. They found flutes made of mammoth bone and bird bone. Um, They were found in caves in southern Germany. So one of the flutes that was found had a set of five holes on the flute. So the flute was actually built on the pentatonic scale. The pentatonic scale is a five-note scale that's actually common across the world. In, in different musical systems, no matter what culture, um, there is a pentatonic scale. So this flute had that same scale, which is very interesting, and maybe that is why we still have this scale, um, that it's the most common scale across cultures, because it's maybe the most ancient scale, one of the most ancient scales. So um, this five-note scale um, shows that they were able to come up with um, tuning on their instruments. They had tonality. They had tonality in their music, and by creating this instrument, it shows that they were able to create music in a tonality that we use today. So how were they able to do that without any previous learning of music? So I have some ideas on this, and maybe we'll get into this on a different podcast. Um, But I do think that we are wired for music. Um, I do think that it's something that somehow we already have in us um, in terms of harmony and um, melody. So when they created this, these instruments back then, they did not have any, obviously no machine or ability to uh, tune. So it's very interesting. I also think that music um, played an important part in um, the evolution of humans in, in terms of developing language and and social bonds and social connections. Um, So that's for another episode. I'm glad you were able to tune in today and hope you enjoy today's episode of Harmony in the Brain. These podcasts will be recorded once a month and you can subscribe on Apple iTunes and make a review there as well. I'll be uploading these to Spotify and Stitcher 
as well if you don't have Apple iTunes. Um, you can also find the podcast links at mindbodymusiccenter.com and any of the podcast notes um, our references will be found in the podcast notes so i hope you will be able to tune in next time and until then be well and be sound Mm